National media criticism of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hits an all-time low, and it sends me to a place with quarterback Baker Mayfield I did not think that I would get to. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Bucks. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day this is your daily podcast covering the tampa bay buccaneers so please subscribe or follow for free on youtube or wherever you get your podcast so you always get the latest episodes when they drop i'm david harrison credential member of the media covering your tampa bay buccaneers for bucksgameday.com part of sports illustrated's fan nation you can find me there here or on twitter at d harrison 82 and now you can find locked on bucks and the entire locked on network on the Sirius XM app. Thanks for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or view today and every day. And a special thank you to our everydayers who are coming through here. James Yarko is still ill under the weather, so you're stuck with me. But good news is we've got some stuff to talk about. Rob Gronkowski jumped into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback conversation and NFL.com ranks the quarterbacks by division. So, so do I. But first, the national media disrespect keeps coming towards the Bucks, and we, we just can't stand for it. Guys, a recent NFL.com article ranks the NFC South as the worst quarterback division in football. That's our second segment, but that also inspired this first segment because this first part isn't about the ranking. It's more about the national downgrading of what the Buccaneers have on their roster. In the article that accompanies the rankings, a writer writes, quote, What's in store for Baker as a buck? Who knows? This past season, he was bad in Carolina and solid in Los Angeles. He hasn't been legitimately good in years, though there is legit receiver talent around him in Tampa. End quote. Now, what bothers me here is the quote unquote, he hasn't been legitimately good in years part of this. And every dares, let's get the elephant out of the room, out of this episode right now before we can get into this conversation. I was not on the Baker to Tampa train. I remember that. You remember that. James is the one who brought it up. I was the one who told him, no, we don't need to do that. The Buccaneers don't need to do that. But that's because what I fear is that Baker makes the Bucs a 9 or 10 game you know, winner, uh, you know, a 9 or 10, 10 game winner, but not championship winners, right? That's That's kind of what my fear is. And a nine or 10 win season also destroys your chance at the Buccaneers drafting a fully fledged future franchise quarterback. It's a lot of F's in there. Uh, not because I think it's been years since he's been good, but actually because I think he's fairly good. He's fairly solid, even above average, just not great. Just not, I don't think he's Super Bowl great for this team right now. And he will cost the Buccaneers a chance at a quarterback that could potentially in the next, you know, three to five years or so be one of those great quarterbacks. But back to the point now, in the last season, Mayfield was good all those years ago that this writer is referring to. Baker Mayfield threw for over 3,500 yards. He had 26 touchdown passes and just eight interceptions. His touchdown percentage in that season was top 10 among NFL quarterbacks with similar or more passing attempts that season. His interception percentage was the fifth lowest. And the Cleveland Browns won 11 regular season games in route to the franchise's first NFL playoff win since 2002, followed by a five-point loss to the eventual AFC champion and defending Super Bowl champion at the time, at the time, Kansas City Chiefs. That year was 2020, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on their way to franchise Super Bowl win number two in 2020. 
that's how long ago this is. When we're talking about this writer saying it's been years since Baker Mayfield has been legitimately good, and I'm using a lot of air quotes here, that's how far we're going. Now, look, I know that COVID made everything feel like it kind of slowed down or it kind of made time seem like it dragged on a little bit, but it's been two NFL seasons. Like, if you looked at it and say, yeah, but it's 2023 now, it's been two seasons. That's it. Two seasons. If the seasons that have passed since Baker Mayfield was quote unquote legitimately good, according to NFL.com, if those seasons were children, it would still need help going to the potty. Okay. That's not that long, guys. And less than one full regular season after Baker Mayfield did the impossible and led the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and got a playoff win, less than one full regular. It, Remember, it wasn't the entirety of that regular season. Less than one full regular season later, the Browns all but threw their 2018 number one overall pick out of the city that just the winter prior hailed him as a hero. He's a franchise hero in Cleveland. Less than a full year later, they're basically throwing him out of the city. Again, I'm not talking blind faith to Baker Mayfield here. I'm not talking about him being an MVP candidate. I'm not erasing the fact that I wasn't necessarily, you know, part of the party planning committee to welcome Baker to Tampa, but there's a couple of things that need to get understood here that the, the national media is overlooking when they look at this quarterback and they look at the situation. Mayfield did what about three dozen quarterbacks didn't do in Cleveland during the 21 years since Cleveland got its NFL franchise back by taking them to and winning a playoff game. Then the franchise that's known for ruining quarterbacks ruined their quarterback. Then they sent that quarterback to a team so desperate for any glimmer of success in order to save coach Matt rules job with the Carolina Panthers. And they sent him there with minimal time to learn the playbook, minimal time to learn the quarterback, minimal time to embrace the culture, which was mostly just desperation at that point anyway, right? With the Rams, a more stable franchise, at least in spirit, the roster has certainly seen some, some overturn, right? We saw a better Mayfield despite the fact that he was operating his third offense in one year and his second in that same season with zero ramp up period, zero learning time, two or more years is plural. So the word years here is technically correct, but let's not play any games here. The use of the word here was meant to incite and meant to make the reader believe that it has been an extended period of time since Baker Mayfield was performing at or above the fold as an NFL quarterback. But the reality is the current sitting president of the United States was elected the same year that Baker Mayfield led the Cleveland Browns to that wild card berth and win. He isn't even ramping up his reelection campaign yet. Okay. The, the, the president that was elected that same year that Baker Mayfield was last legitimately good. Isn't even trying to get reelected yet. That's how long it's been. It has not been that long. No one is saying put your rent check on Baker Mayfield to win the MVP. No one is saying that he's free of blame for what happened in Cleveland. All I'm saying is this situation with the Browns wasn't a single point of failure all on Baker Mayfield and expecting any quarterback. Look at how long it took Tom Brady to really get going with the Buccaneers in his first year. And he had a whole offseason and he had a whole training camp that first year to expect any quarterback to succeed in Matt I traded for a former first-round quarterback that didn't work, so I traded, or so I drafted a third-round quarterback that didn't work. So let me trade for another former first-round quarterback. Oh, that's not working. So let me go back to the first quarterback I traded for, and after all that, because I failed with Teddy Bridgewater and that didn't work, and I brought back 
Cam Newton for five games because that's how desperate I was in 2021 rule. That's his circus. You drop Baker Mayfield right in the middle of that circus. You can't name me a quarterback that can survive in that level of craziness. But what is even more crazy is that two franchises, the Cleveland Browns and the Carolina Panthers, two franchises that have rotated quarterbacks more than Crowbar, Ybor City, rotates music genres, are getting more benefit of the doubt from the national media than a first-round quarterback that led a franchise to their first playoff win in two decades. They're getting the benefit of the doubt from the national media. The quarterback is getting zero, zero benefit of the doubt uh, from the national media. Look, that's that's probably the biggest soapbox I'm going to get on for, for, for Baker Mayfield. I did not expect to be, the, be in this position, but here we are. Uh, it's, it's something we've been talking about. It had to be said. But... Something else that the uh, that NFL.com did is they ranked the NFL quarterbacks by division. I'm going to look at those rankings. I'm going to re-rank them myself. I'm going to tell you how I rank them, and you can tell me how you rank them. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Bucks, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and the calories, and you need the best-tasting protein bar ever built you got to try this. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. They taste so amazing, you won't even realize that they're good for you. They're all covered in 100% real dark chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. These bars taste like candy bars, but they pack amazing macros, only 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, but they bring you 17 grams of protein. You can get them at Walmart, Sam's Club, or at Built.com straight to your doorstep. Head to Walmart today, get your cookies and cream bar, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. Go to Sam's Club, you can get brownie batter puff or churro puff. If you go to Built.com right now, you can get in on birthday cake puff and red velvet puff. Whether it's Built.com, Walmart, Sam's Club, however you get it, you got to try this. Locked on Bucks, your first listen or view today and every day. Every day is come back tomorrow. We're wrapping up the week here on Locked on Bucks pod, pa- podcast, not podcast, podcast. Uh, the inspiration for that Baker Mayfield rant, uh, I don't know if you agree with me or not. Maybe I'm making too much of it. I don't know. But uh, it came from NFL.com's ranking of divisions by quarterbacks. Ranking of quarterbacks by division is really how you should say that. And their rankings uh, go as follows. The AFC North, East, and West are uh, starting off the rankings here, one, two, and three, followed by the first NFC division, which is the NFC North, coming in fourth overall. The NFC East and West follow them fifth and sixth. And then the AFC South is seventh, and the NFC South is last. What's interesting here is you have the AFC Northeast and West, followed by the NFC Northeast and West, followed by the AFC South, followed by the NFC South. I'm not saying that's how they did it on purpose. I'm just saying it's an interesting pattern. Now, as you might expect, I didn't show you those rankings so that I can sit here and say, I agree with all of them. Moving on to the next topic. No, of course, I disagree with them, but there's a way and a method to the madness of why I disagree with them. So here's what I did every day, as you know. I'm kind of a numbers nerd. I like throwing numbers and stuff, and I like seeing what I can make out of those numbers. So I'm grading every quarterback on this list on a scale that I built, right? But here's how the scale works. It's a one to five scale. So you get one point or you get five points or somewhere in between based on certain criteria. One point if you're a bridge quarterback. If you're an older veteran that's not really you know scaring anybody, you don't have a whole lot of shelf life left in your career, uh, in my opinion, you're getting, you're getting the bridge quarterback label. You're getting one point. Two points if you're a rookie because you're basically all potential. 
first year starter with potential like first year start like if you're malik will is getting first year starter uh label you're not getting that two points unfortunately but or a young quarterback that could really kind of go either way could get really really good could get better or they could actually uh get worse three points if you're a veteran that you've proven you can be one with so you can win the game you're not going to be the hero but you're also not going to be the reason the team loses all the time right four points if you're a veteran who still actually has room to grow five points if you're a veteran that makes your team better elevates the boats that's what we're looking for for five points not a lot of five pointers so with those uh with that criteria in mind here's how we uh we came up with these rankings and i'm going to go top to bottom here my top division uh by quarterbacks and the afc north not the nfc north the afc north uh with 16 combined points baltimore ravens quarterback lamar jackson and Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow each got five points. I believe those are quarterbacks that make the rest of your team better. Lamar Jackson as a passer only? No, he's not. A, he's not a five. He's probably a three. But you add in that athleticism and the ability to gash you on the ground, that's what I think turns him into a five. Uh, Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns and Kenny Pickett of the Pittsburgh Steelers both get threes. They're veteran quarterbacks. I know Kenny Pickett's young, but he's got more than one year of service. He is now a veteran. Veteran quarterbacks that you can win with. Don't need them to be your heroes right now. Uh, but they won't necessarily lose you the game per se. They both get threes. So again, a total of 16 points for the AFC North in first place. That matches the NFL.com ranking, by the way. But my second place division is not matched the NFL.com rankings. I've got the AFC West with 13 total points. Uh, Denver Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson gets a three. So he's a veteran that you can win with, but he can't be the hero. I think we saw that last season. Patrick Mahomes gets a five because he's Patrick Mahomes. Jimmy Garoppolo is our first bridge quarterback, so he gets a one for the Las Vegas Raiders. Justin Herbert is our first four uh, score on the board here, a veteran, more than one year of play again, with ceiling to reach. I still think Justin Herbert has room to grow as an NFL quarterback. Our third team in these rankings, the AFC East, has 13 total points as well. Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen is a five. Tua Tagovailoa and Aaron Rodgers are threes. I just believe Aaron Rodgers. He's no longer a quarterback that makes everybody else around him better. He's a guy who needs some help. He needs that supporting cast. And I think that's he he knows it because he's been pushing the Packers to do it for all these years. So he and Tua Tonga Bailoa get threes. Mac Jones gets a two. He's our first two on the board. He's a young quarterback. Could get better, but he could also get worse. So the AFC, AFC East ends up with 13 points tied with the AFC West. But the reason the AFC West gets the second place finish, they've got a five. The AFC East has a five. But the AFC West has a four in Justin Herbert. The AFC East does not have any fours. Therefore, I give the nod to uh, the AFC West for being more top-heavy. Fourth team in my rankings, NFC East with a total score of 12. I've got Dak Prescott at three. Uh, I think he's a veteran quarterback that you can win with. We've seen him cost the Cowboys some games, but you can still win with him. Uh, I think, honestly, this year might actually push him into bridge quarterback territory, potentially, depending on how it goes for the Dallas Cowboys. New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. I've got him at a two. He's a younger quarterback who can cut, who maybe still get better, but he could also regress after the solid season he had last year. Jalen Hurts I have as a five. Sam Howell of the Washington Commanders is a two. He's a first-year starting quarterback, so we got to see what's going to go uh, right and wrong there. NFC East, 12 points overall. My fourth-ranked division by quarterback in this ranking. NFC South comes in fifth place with 10 points. And there's a lot of youth in this division, right? Desmond Ritter gets two first year full-time starter. Bryce Young is a rookie, so he gets a two. Derek Carr I've got as a three. He's a veteran that I think you can win with if you have the right scheme and weapons around him. So I give him a three and I also give Baker Mayfield a three. I think he's a veteran that you can win with 
you just don't necessarily want Baker to be the hero more on that because I'm not the only one who thinks that as well. So NFC South comes in fifth. NFC West comes in sixth. Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray slash Colt McCoy. I'm going two here. Colt McCoy is not young, but he's also not really the starter. Kurt Kyler Murray is, and he still could go. I guess he could get better, but he could also get a lot worse. Los Angeles Rams quarterback Matt Stafford. I'm giving him the bridge quarterback label. Uh, so that's one point. San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Sam Darnold. I don't know. Uh, young quarterbacks that could, again, get better or get worse. So I'm giving them a two as well. Seattle Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith is a veteran you can win with, so I'm giving him a three. But I've said it before, every day as you've heard me, what's what's harder than having a really good year as a quarterback is having two really good years as a quarterback. Now that all the D coordinators out there have a year's worth of film on you, could be a one by the end of the year, a bridge quarterback. But all in all, right now, the NFC West comes in with eight points, so they're sixth place on my list. Seventh place on my list, the AFC South with seven points. Automatically, they've got two rookies, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson. CJ Stroud of the Houston Texans, Anthony Richardson of the Indianapolis Colts. So they're both getting two points as rookies. Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I know he had a really good year last year, but I'm still putting him in that two young quarterback that could get better, could get worse category. If he puts together another strong season, then maybe I think we put him into that three, maybe even into that four of a guy like Justin Herbert. But for right now, I'm keeping him in that two block. Tennessee Titans, Ryan Tannehill, you're getting a one, buddy. So you got seven points for the AFC South, seventh ranked team, eighth ranked team. I've got the NFC North with six points. Chicago Bears quarterback, Justin Fields, young guy, could get better, could definitely get worse. Detroit Lions quarterback, Jared Goff, I don't think he's the answer for the future. I think he's a bridge quarterback, won't be replaced this year, but I think he could be replaced in the future. Hendon Hooker is certainly there, certainly a viable option down the road. Green Bay Packers quarterback, Jordan Love. I know some people love him, some people hate him. I'm giving him a two. He's a young quarterback, first-year starter. Let's see how he pans out. Kirk Cousins, I got you as a bridge quarterback. There's no immediate replacement there in Minnesota. But I don't see Kirk Cousins as the future of that franchise. They're going to replace him sooner rather than later. So the NFC North comes away with six points. And that makes my official rankings look like this. First place, I have the AFC North that matches the NFL.com rankings. Second place, I've got AFC West. Third, I have AFC East. So I flip-flop what the NFL.com rankings have. They had East and West. I've got West and East. Fourth place, I've got the NFC East. They had the NFC North. Fifth place, I've got the NFC South. They had the NFC East, so the East gets a one-spot raise in my rankings, but the NFC South goes from last to fifth from where I sit. Sixth place, I've got the NFC West. So did NFL.com. Seventh place, I've got AFC South. So did NFL.com. Eighth place, I've got the NFC North. The uh, NFL.com rankings had the NFC North at fourth place, which uh, I don't know how they did that, but... That is how I see these quarterback rankings. Of course, if you've got your own opinions, and I know you do because that's why Bucks fans are great, let, let me know what they are in the uh, in the live chat, in the premier chat, in the comment section, email them to me, tweet them to me, whatever you want to do. Uh, but obviously, the NFL.com rankings, again, uh, underselling not just the Buccaneers, but really everybody in the NFC South. Speaking of unnecessarily, unnecessarily piling onto a quarterback with negativity, Kyle Trask, as a Hall of Fame player who also doesn't think he's going to be the Buccaneers starting quarterback. That's next on today's episode of Lockdown Bucks. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Bucks, we're going to be talking about Rob Gronkowski, talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Kay Adams on the um, Up and Adams show. Kay Adams asked Rob about his thoughts on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, to which Rob Gronkowski responded, quote, I think Baker will win the quarterback position. I think he'll be the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Bucs going into the season. 
The only way I can see the Bucs pulling him is if he just absolutely plays horrendous, which I don't think he will. I think the Bucs are going to put him in a position to succeed. There will be competition between him and Kyle during the training camp, which they want. They need Kyle to have that competition to bring the best out of him. He knew he wasn't going to play behind Tom, so sometimes you can relax when you know you're in that position, but this is the time to compete for a starting job for both of them. I believe Baker will win it in the end, end quote. So Rob Gronkowski basically agreeing with James and myself, and I think I can speak for Evan Klosky. I believe Evan has stated his belief that Baker Mayfield will also win uh, the starting quarterback job. Look, that just that just seems like the writing that's on the wall, and again, the experience behind it, all of those things. Gronk also mentioned the weapons that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have, uh, receivers like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, the great defense that was 13th in scoring defense last year, uh, as other reasons that the Buccaneers are going to set Baker Mayfield up for success. But Gronk doesn't think that Baker Mayfield needs to come in here and be Tom Brady. No, he says differently, saying, quote, I would just say Baker just needs to be the Baker that he was when he was with the Rams, and he just doesn't need to be a hero. Just protect the ball and don't turn it over, and he will succeed, and the Tampa Bay Bucks will be going to the playoffs, end quote. And that's really interesting because if you go back to segment two and you go back to the rankings, right, I gave Baker Mayfield a three-point value, which is a veteran quarterback you can win with doesn't need to be your hero or can't be your hero, shouldn't be your hero, but won't shouldn't do the things uh, that make you lose the game. And that is exactly what Rob Gronkowski is talking about. Baker Mayfield needs to do in five games with the Los Angeles Rams, four starts for the Rams. Baker Mayfield threw for 850 yards, completed 63.6% of his passes and had a 3.1% touchdown rate with a 1.6% interception rate if you extrapolate that out to 17 games that's 2,890 yards 13 touchdowns six interceptions now you're going to need more from your quarterback than that but those are pretty solid numbers when you consider that baker joined the rams midseason had zero time to prep before making his debut and really i mean four four starts with a team in season you're not really ever getting fully comfortable with that team and i think gronk is on to something because the season the browns went to the playoffs and again, won their first playoff game since before some of you were alive. Baker Mayfield's interception rate was 1.6%, the same that it was during his time with the Rams. That is what Gronk wants to see out of Baker with the Buccaneers. I think that would make the Buccaneers very happy. But the Rams went 1-3 and three with Baker, you say. That's true. Los Angeles also had the 21st ranked scoring defense in the NFL last year, eight spots lower than the Buccaneers. Uh, 13th ranked scoring defense. So if the Bucks defense can reproduce 2022 or even get better, which is what we're all hoping for, right? Uh, then the team can find even the 22nd ranked rushing attack, maybe, you know, not, not the 32nd, but maybe the 22nd. And Baker Mayfield can do the conservative, protect the ball type of game. They play for the Los Angeles Rams. Then I think he's already in a better position to succeed than he's been in since 2020, all those years ago. And that's going to do it for this Baker Mayfield heavy episode of Locked On Bucks. I want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen or your first view today and every day. Every day has come out. We got one more episode to wrap up the week here. Drop your comments and questions on YouTube in the comments in the live premiere chat or hit us up via email at lockedonbucks at gmail.com or in the Twitter DMs at Locked On Bucks. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering Tampa Bay Buccaneers for BucksGameDay.com, part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. If you're on about, please be safe, be kind to one another, fire the cannons, and we thank you for joining me right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.